0: Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This episode we recorded after Open mat on a Sunday morning with a bunch of friends of mine, Troy Pickering, Corey Wilson, and Johnny Bernard. We sit down and talk about history, movies, tattoos, The Last Airbender, all the important things in martial arts. This episode is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company, What can I say about the Tortuga Soap Company that hasn't been said before, you should buy some, it'll make you smell good, it'll make you look good, it'll make people like you. TortugaSoap.com. Also brought to you by BJJ Prehab. Custom videos designed to help you prevent injuries from grappling. Enter the discount code TORTUGA and you'll get your first month free. Make sure you check out We Are Dapper Ties too. Quality knit ties at an affordable price. You'll be walking around looking good. Enter the discount code ROLL and you will get free shipping. We are com. As always, brought to you by Port City BJJ. We recorded this podcast there. We train there. We want you to come train there with us. So if you're ever around Portsmouth, New Hampshire, make sure you check us out. PortCityBJJ.com Do you need some jewelry? If you do, Make sure you go to beauty2beast.etsy.com. Handmade jewelry. If you enter the discount code RIDDLER, you'll get a 10% off. So make sure you go to beauty2beast.etsy.com and enter the discount code RIDDLER. Also brought to you by BJJ in Paradise. BJJ in Paradise. The camp of all camps truly is BJJ in paradise, my favorite thing on earth. I'm not going to stop talking about it. You should go in April 2019. Registration's open. Um, It's only 30 spots. It's going to be awesome. Come hang out with us in Puerto Escondido, Mexico. I dare you to find a better and cooler place to train than La Colonia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Got some more episodes coming. Hopefully uh, catch you guys on the mat soon. Peace. Beautiful. You guys are beautiful people hey what's up everybody welcome back to the great northeast bjj podcast um we just finished the the super top secret sunday morning that's not secret anymore open mat that's my favorite um time to roll now and so that's the timer saying (laughs) andrew's gonna take the timer off for us um so it's like the perfect day we just had some really awesome rolls and uh, now i got three of my good friends and my daughter here. It's an open mat episode. So, my, to, the neck, to the right of me is my man, Johnny De La Hiva Bernard. White belt, <laughs> awesome dude, who seriously, jujitsu is changing his life, I think, man. Uh, next to him, Corey Oso, the Bear Wilson, who on his first day, Uh, Blue belt, four stripes, savage dude. Um, On his first day, he came in. I was like, there's no way this dude will train more than three weeks, (laughs) literally. And then one of my greatest friends and teachers um, who hasn't been on this podcast yet, but um, without him, we probably wouldn't be here doing this. Troy, the Pied Piper of MMA, (laughs) Pickering um and andrea everybody knows andrea say what's up andrea (laughs) what's up andrea (laughs) (laughs) um if troy had a spirit animal it would be a hairless cat
1: you think so yeah i do (laughs) just because i can't stand body hair yeah yeah Uh, yeah and you have no body hair no i i jump around i fastidiously uh shave it uh almost on a other daily basis just because i i'm greek and uh i would look like george the animal steel if, uh, if I didn't uh, take care of that, <laughs> So yeah, that's why it upsets me greatly when y- you take off your shirt and I see the sweater of natural hair that you're wearing, <laughs> and I, I don't want it touching me.
0: <laughs> if you ever want to submit Troy, just take your shirt off oh. and chase him. <laughs>
2: yeah. um,
0: so I say like I say we all probably wouldn't be here without Troy, and I really do mean that um, in that. I'm not even sure of the history, but like Troy, you've been doing martial arts forever.
1: Yes, yeah, when was, did you start since I was eight years old? Um, my father, <clears throat> who was a bigger man than, uh, than I grew up to be, was a Golden Gloves boxer and he did Shotokan martial arts and I think he looked at the size of his puny son and he said you best learn either how to throw a punch or at least know how to take one. So I started in uh, Shorin Ryu Karate um, way back when uh, I was eight, nine years old. My, and this is how different the world was. This was downtown Rochester right across the street from the Rochester District Courthouse. My mother would drop me off at 8 o'clock in the morning, doors were locked, and we'd all sit on the curb waiting for the sensei to come in and open up the dojo. I
0: think I remember that place. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's when it all started. And I just, uh, I, I felt so strongly uh, about it. I thought it was so interesting. You know, I went through that phase. I think that every kid goes in where all of a sudden everything in my house is Japanese or Chinese. And you know, I'm, I'm eating with chopsticks. He, it, it, martial arts was so important to me that if I wasn't watching, uh, like, The Big Boss or uh, Enter the Dragon, I would then go cook myself some ramen noodles. And I don't even like ramen noodles. I just I did love it. That. Ah, I just did it. It's okay. They're salty. Uh, <laughs> I just did it so I could eat with chopsticks, because I really felt like I could, I wanted to live that life. You know what I mean? That like was Japanese culture and everything. You got it. I was <laughs> I was all I was all into it, even though I'm the whitest white dude you'll ever meet. Now, was is
2: Japanese or Chinese that you preferred?
1: Uh, I always liked the Japanese, yeah, Japanese martial arts style, better. Yeah. Um, I did, that being said though, like I really loved kung fu movies growing up they, as a kid. They were the best. they were, they were awesome. Yeah. They were just awesome. You did know? you ever watch anime? Oh shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You guys see um, Comic Cons? I bet he does, man. Only that one that Dev and I we Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, movie, yeah. they made a movie. Mm. Did you um, ever watch Big
0: Trouble in Little China? Oh, did I ever watch
1: yeah. Big Trouble in Little China? The Pork Chop Express? Yeah. Of course. Jack Burton. Yeah. You know what um, Jack Burton always says in a time like this. That's right. The check is in the mail. <laughs> the <check laughs> the is is my dues are Europe. paid. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> Tell me, so you made that movie, that was like for veterans, or, right, wasn't that? Yeah, so uh, if you guys are... It's Veterans Day, yeah. so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah if, it's
1: my friend's movie. If, if, if you guys are interested in, in researching it, uh, find Skip Winter on Facebook. He was the writer, producer, you know, the brains behind it. And uh, he reached out to Devin Powell and myself because he wanted to make a short film on the backbone of Kevin Smith's uh, Smodcast. And it's, it's called Unit 5 Drift. Uh, if you YouTube unit 5 and drift uh, it, that video will pop up but basically it goes to all the all the um, proceeds that went into making that went to the first responders at 9 eleven um, all the firefighters police officers and the EMTs um, skip made sure that uh, whatever whatever revenue that brought in that it found its way to those appropriate channels and it was my pleasure doing it and uh, it, was, it was like the second short film I had ever been in but this one was by far the most intense because you don't realize how many times I had to let Devin <laughs> kick me and then take the shot someplace else and let him kick me and then take the shot someplace else. So literally for what was maybe a five minute fight scene, we filmed t- for like almost 13, 14 hours. Wow. Yeah.
0: It was a cool film though.
1: I thought it came up. For yeah. Great. It was. I don't that know how believable good. I am as, a, uh, as an arms dealer and mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved my head for the role so I looked a little bit like George St. Pierre. Thinking I could, I, could, I could kind of look a little bit more badass.
2: And I should call him Mini-Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you also have, like... So, I mean, you were the one of the... You, like, had, did a thing... Like, you were the beginning of MMA in this, like... In Dover. In Seacoast sort of yeah, area. Yeah, so...
1: All right, so um, there was a, a buddy of mine. Um, his name's Paul Mahler. Uh, you guys might know him. Because yeah. uh, Paul, once I opened up Seacoast... Um, he uh, he would come and teach classes. So for the longest time, when there was no UFC, there was no IFC, there was none of this stuff. You would have to um, you would have to travel to go get your your, uh, your 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 schooling. Like if you had to you had to go to Massachusetts or Connecticut to find a place that that even trained BJJ, you'd have to go. Um, out to LA to find uh, a decent Muay Thai coach, like one of the one of the, the pioneers of Muay Thai that would leave Thailand, come live in um, in California and like uh, you know to make a school there. You had to travel all these different places to to find legit like and, and let's let's be honest with each other. McDojo life has been around forever. Like this isn't a new concept. You know I they trained at Fred
0: Villaris when he, I was a kid. I was
1: just gonna I was just gonna shout out Fred Valaris. Shaolin Kempo. I've never not quite sure about that but anyway um, all those uh, those mcdojos existed even even back then so you could go sign up at a school that said that they were going to teach you brazilian jiu-jitsu and what you found was this guy got the the Gracie tapes and would watch them the night before and then try to teach you the techniques like it wasn't it wasn't legit mm-hmm. so my goal even though uh, as far as fighting goes i knew i was never going to be a champion uh, and I was always a better teacher than I was uh, an actual fighter. I, I do pride myself on the fact that, unlike some people, guy chase, I um, <laughs> I actually did step in the ring. I actually did. You know, I rolled with my students. I sparred with like Cody Lightfoot's one of the Whoa. first people that ever knocked me out unconscious. Cody <laughs> Lightfoot. Like? Oh, oh yeah, he hit me with a straight right hand, and I was I thought I was Billy um. badass because. Poor, all Cody did was wrestle, you know? Mm-hmm. And w- one day he connected with a right hand and it was like, I, he put me into Queer Street and I, I'm pretty sure I left a shoe there. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, the whole the whole concept of Seacoast or why I think people attribute me being the first because Seacoast was something that I, I didn't even own initially. It was something that, that Jimmy DeLuca and Tim black wanted to get together and put the school together, my name had popped up as a, as a credible instructor, not incredible, but credible. Like I least One a, of the Incredibles. Yeah, I, at least I, I- I heard
0: they made that cartoon movie about you. The, the Only the baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack. Um, so the idea with, with Seacos, and, and once, once I kind of saw like, a, like something solidify, I, I jumped on the chance to become an owner. And the, the, the concept of it was, we were gonna have every martial art that you wanted, if you wanted to be a fighter, underneath one roof, taught at different times, so that. Because I, I I always used to hate people that would say uh, I train MMA. Well, MMA isn't. A very isn't, broad term. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's their their painting with such a broad stroke because George's MMA is going to be very mm-hmm. different from my MMA. so the idea was to create this salad bar style school where if you had a proclivity to grapple or a proclivity to strike or your your best strengths were putting the two together you took from the salad bar what you wanted to to make you better and fighters would go out and go Oh, i got i got tapped uh you know via rear naked choke i guess i better start going to you know uh, coach deluca's jujitsu classes and paying attention so what it did is it provided people with the blueprints to their own formula, like mm-hmm. y- you figure this out. This is your journey, right? We could teach you whatever all the raw data that you want, but the idea is we want you to be a cerebral fighter. Anybody can go out there and regurgitate technique, and that'll work for a little while, mm-hmm. right? But until once once you start competing with actual, you know, talent, if you don't have the ability to critically think while you're in the cage or while you're on the mat, like how many grappling matches have you been in, George, where it was? as mentally taxing as it was physically and maybe i'm wrong maybe no, maybe, things, you go, maybe you go things go south things yeah, go yeah. south
0: right you gotta
1: like that's where i, I think i've
0: learned recently maybe that's where you find especially maybe in mma um you're gonna feel defeat oh yeah you know like how you handle that is is maybe determines how like devin powell our friend devin you know like Yep. You watch him when he when he you know he lost his first fight I think right I think he lost well, his first, first amateur fight yeah. no his first amateur fight yeah. and uh, and then he went on a tear yep.
1: you know and then yeah. he
0: lost yeah. another fight event I forget when it was but Bruce Boynton yep. and, uh, and it was a close fight and then he went on a tear you yeah. right? mm-hmm. and then he hit adversity in the UFC man big time yep it, did it phase him you know probably it phased him sure but it didn't like I mean, he just worked harder. Sure. And, and then he just left yesterday for his third USD fight, I think, uh, or fourth. Four, yeah, fourth. Fourth, this is his fourth. Um, and he has never, I've never felt him the way he feels right now. Like he is a different animal than yep. he has, was six months ago. I don't
1: think Devin will mind telling me, me telling this story. And if you do, Dev, I apologize. Um, but his first, so his first amateur fight, he lost. Yeah. And uh, he had the kid in the triangle and, you know, we blamed the shitty shin guards and stuff. He wasn't able to lock it up. Um, but here's the neat thing. Um, and like I said, I don't think Devin would mind because I think he also understood that I had moments like this. You've had moments like this. You, even though I don't know you particularly well, I'm sure you may have or if not stand Going by. through it. <laughs> but at the end of that fight, it was just me and Devin in the locker room. You know, and he had brought his family and, and all the Seacoast. Family that Seacoast MMA family that was there and his hands went to his head and he started crying and I, I get it because yeah. I've been that guy dude I've been that guy every UFC fight you see
0: and I there's yeah, a guy at the end of the fight crying in the locker room sure. you know what I mean it sure. doesn't make him any fighters worse.
1: are liars <laughs> if they don't tell right. you one that they don't get upset when they lose or two that there's not one moment Prior to their fight, that they're not absolutely terrified mm-hmm. about. Not necessarily. Get, listen, I'm not afraid of getting hit. Uh, what I'm afraid of is failure. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want to go out there when the bell rings and get starched. Mm-hmm. You know, not because I'm worried about an ass kicking, but because I don't want to fail in front of everybody that I care about. You know.
2: Um, Do you but, feel like it's frustration more than anything else? It's not physical pain. We know they're all tough. All of us. Yeah. Are tough, oh yeah. If you're if you're in this for more than a year, you're you're tough. I think so. It's got to be mental frustration where it's like you feel like you should have done better. Yeah, yeah.
1: You were, I'm sure in that moment, Devin replayed everything that yeah. he did in his head. Um, and to give Devin closure on this in case he listens to it, uh, to my point yeah. is bringing it full circle. You look at Devin now, that was how he handled loss, the yeah. first loss. Mm-hmm. You look at the way he handles loss now. And it's almost like taking vitamins for him. Like yeah. He just comes back stronger, faster, better. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I think a lot of it's, it's frustration. I know that there were there was a lot of opportunities for me to fight more than I did when I owned Seacoast. And there was, it was never a more terrifying point in my life um, to fight because I knew if I had lost a fight, it would very well be detrimental to the business and to have that kind of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Like fighting's tough it's as a lot it is. Of pressure, yeah. Um, you know, you're dealing with the fact that you gotta submit to a fight camp, you gotta give yourself over to something, which is that guy screaming at you to <laughs> get to jujitsu jitsu more and this guy, your conditioning coach. You really, I think fighters, if they do it right, have to surrender themselves over to their fight camp.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Brent um, Kindenberger from Team Link yeah. actually said it the best I've ever heard it. He uh, he goes. He goes. The fight's 15 minutes. He goes, and at the end of that 15 minutes, it is what it is. He goes. The fight's really not important. What's important is you embrace the fight camp that you're in, because that's where all the hard work is done. The fight is what it's going to be. When when that when the cage door locks, all the bullshit stops, and it's it's going to be what it is. He goes. But guys, he, and he, he was super wise saying it this way because guys hated coming to class because they hated doing the conditioning, they hated sitting in the sauna. But that's the moment in your life where you Mm -hmm. have to embrace how badly – give yourself over to it and go, i got to do this because this is – it's not the fight day that matters, really. It's this day Mm -hmm. and and getting up this day and going back at it next day and next day. But, man, that was Uh, (laughs) long-winded. I
2: forget who said it. I think it was George. He used to say it years ago. Embrace the suck.
1: (laughs) I stole that from somebody yeah sure. well, but you it's, to, right? it's, it, it's true right like and yeah and, and here's the thing um i don't want to make it sound like i'm a pioneer or anything because i'm really not uh i don't for whatever reason my name has become synonymous with You've been and, around and, forever and, man, and I, have, doing, I have doing it but if, it, if i ever in one moment in my life if i ever seemed great or larger than life it's only because i stood on the shoulders of the people who brought oh, me man, to that that forefront
0: and we stand on your shoulders. Were you around the time when this used to be like, um, sh- it had striking involved as well? He was the, was, the man. He was I, the I heard about that error. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I walked in uh, the first time I ever met Troy years ago. It was Seacoast BJJ MMA. Yeah. And uh, I went in there and I was real nervous. And I see all these guys rolling and, and they had the cage set up, they had the ring set up, they had everything. It was beautiful. And I kept like doubting myself, number one. And that's that's eternally my one of the problems yeah, that, I right. run into is I, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I think a lot of us do, and some of us overcome, like what Devin does. But uh, I walked in there and I see Troy and this big monstrous dude had to be like six foot one, big muscle built dude. He was just thrashing on people, kind of being a jerk, like <laughs> using his bully <laughs> size. And Troy goes, "All right, you and me next after the round." And Troy was coaching class controlling this guy, could not move, nothing like that. Troy's just controlling him, I'm, go, I'm going, I want to come here so bad, uh, I want to come nine. here so bad. Yeah, six foot one, guy was gargantuan, and Troy just like, Troy's like, four foot
1: nine, yeah, on a good it. day. He's,
2: he's the just only just guy like, shorter than me. Maybe he's Trevor just, Stone. My wife loves him though, he, she's oh. like, he's so awesome. Uh, and, and he's just controlling the guy at the armpits, and I remember the things now, I didn't remember for years until I started doing this, and. He's just controlling the guy, and he's looking up around, and the guy's struggling to move, and Troy's just like, hey, take it easy over there. <laughs> he's just not even paying attention to what the guy's doing. It was hilarious. It was we brutal. all,
0: I mean, you know, when you look, and I'm interested, you know, really interested in lineage and things like that nature, you know, and, like, pretty much, Nostos, Port City, Heavy Metal, you name it, oh, yeah, has yeah, yeah, all yeah. sprung.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Roberto Mine.
0: You know, Roberto Mayas is tied into you know. I mean, we all come from Roberto, but we all come from Seacoast first. Yes. You know, like Seacoast is our father. Yeah. We flew under Roberto's banner at at Seacoast, so I don't think it's a service. I mean, he was was always there. And so, but think of how many people like were you know in the martial arts community. There was a there was a the you know the ultimate fighter Seacoast thing. You know what I mean? That happened like. Yep. I forget what the name of that was, but it was uh, I GFL. Want, I,
1: want, I want to be a global fighter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, because yeah, it was Global, global Fight And league. Yeah, and the, and the premise was you took the, really the only two mixed martial arts schools that were here, which was our school, Seacoast, mm-hmm. and then Guy Chase had a school. And basically the idea was we, we took – you can could, you could still watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I want to be a, a global fighter. Scott uh, like pet project. Um, anyway, the idea was we're going to take five average Joes, and he took five average Joes, and we were going to make them into fighters. They didn't have any fighting experience or anything like that, and we trained them, and they would, what, fight every other week or something I like that, know. right? Um, and they, that's how you get eliminated. Just like, like, like the ultimate fighter, if you lost, you, you got eliminated. But the idea was is, is whose team was going to win. Was it Guy Chase's team, or was it Seacoast's team?
2: Now, that, that creates an interesting situation because it still comes down to the individual five. Because if they had the heart and drive, like let's say Trevor Stone and Devin Stone. Powell, mm-hmm. you know these guys had the drive. They would have gone the distance. But somebody that that was not of sound heart and mind for fighting, they just didn't have it. It they would have been eliminated near. And community. and that's
1: probably what Guy Chase is saying at home. Like I got the shitty five, and they got the because <laughs> that's no, the because, the because are, he lost. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the but then your
2: pipe is smoking.
1: Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was. <laughs> The, the, the concept was, and Scott did a good job selling it to us, was, you know, you, you take five average Joes, and they were, they, they there wasn't, um, uh, I think Justin, do you remember Justin Ware? Like, I think yes. he was a D2 wrestler. Yeah. You know, we were lucky to, to, to snag him. Uh, and that's just because he didn't look the part of right. like half the guys that got, Guy Chase kind of, I think he went on aesthetics, like that guy looks jacked, so we'll take him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, what, what it did is it made Adam, me and Keith, uh, cultivate or try to bring out of people their inner fighter. But let's face it, if they didn't want to fight to begin with, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been there yeah, anyway. unsuccessful.
2: Well, now that brings me to another aspect, because I've, I've never met a guy. I, I don't know anything about him. This is one of the few times I've heard about him. Uh, I feel like being here four and a half years now, the nurturing aspect, the, the camaraderie, the family atmosphere that we have, a pie night coming up, every year we have pie night, like, it makes you feel like part of the family where you're afraid to, like, disappoint almost. So, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, if Guy didn't do that, that's going to lose
1: fighters right out the gate. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Where but that being said, I mean, I cut you off. It's guys like George and Jay, and because uh, even, even coach, um, you know fighting isn't isn't uh, it's not ballet you know i don't I don't. there were times that at seacoast i think you probably remembered me <laughs> ye- yelling at people it at was button. a little different like you, you know yeah. you need to grow the fuck up you know this isn't ballet um you know what i mean like oh he hit me too hard and like <laughs> you got in the ring with it you know um but i i think i i honestly i, I think jujitsu in and of itself and george can speak to this better than i can really does have that family relationship. And orientation and everything. You, you know, and, and we ran Seacoast initially anyway, like a fighter's gym. You know, you mm-hmm. come, you take your class. I'm not going to hold your hand. Um, but that being said, I think we did a very good job, and I think I think uh, uh, Port City does a really good job, of weeding out the meatheads. We did not tolerate at Seacoast. Even if you, if you were there, you were going to pay your dues and you were going to be respectful. And it was guys like Adam Rivera. It was guys like... Uh, Dan Cook, when he, when, when he would train there, we had what we called gatekeepers. And if you could, if you could get in the ring with Adam, and you may not win, because Adam's a hell of a boxer, uh, but, but you never quit, then we would look at you and say, you know, maybe, maybe you, can, you can fight, you know? But I think we were known for not just putting, um, you know, throwing people to, to the, the lions, or, or even throwing sheep to sheep. You know, there was a cultivation process. You know, before Devin had his first fight, Devin was killing people. I gotta keep going. Johnny Bernard.
0: Yeah. Johnny Bernard. Who's calling you? Is that your alarm? Yeah, it's my alarm. Listen. I'm, so, for the record, you know, when I knew you were gonna be all right, this is yeah. what I knew. I was like, Johnny Bernard is gonna be all right. I like this guy. We were at IBJJF in Boston, <laughs> like somewhat recently. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I just like lost. Like, all of our matches were at the same time, pretty yeah. much. So I, yeah, like, you had I had just, mine. like, yeah, mine yeah. was right before yours. I went, lost. Uh, and I was like, all right, I got to go find Johnny Bernard. I wander around. I get over. Johnny Bernard's out there fighting. He's down. Like, I don't know what the score was, but he's getting pounded. And uh, I was like, oh, man. And I was like, Johnny Bernard. Like, I said, what do you know? And I started, and he looked up at me, and he's, like, smiling. And he didn't quit, dude. And I, I was like, all right. I like Johnny <laughs> Bernard. He's gonna be all right. I could care less if he won, lost, whatever sure, the yeah, score yeah. was. Sure, sure. But he fought to the end. Yeah. And he was get and he could have easily just been like, eh, tap that you know, <laughs> yeah. give up my back, take the, you know, get out, get the and he didn't. And right? I was like, all right, Johnny Bernard is my man. Oh, and, uh, and then he became Johnny De La Hiva Bernard. And everybody he's like, <laughs> everybody loves him, dude. Everybody loves John Bernard, man. He's a good dude. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad you have you in this gym,
2: man. He's got a certain level of Purity about yeah. him, like innocence okay. and stuff, but I'm he's such a, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're molding <laughs> he, He's such a hard fighter at the same time. Like yeah. in the beginning, he was real loose and like like floppy. Yeah, and yeah. And now he's he's hard, man. It's yeah. hard going against him.
1: So I, I've always said this, um, and that when I was teaching over at Team Link, I said that Seacoast had that reputation that if you were fighting a Seacoast guy, guys would be like, shit, I'm fighting yeah. a Seacoast guy. Port City has that reputation, I which, hope I, so. which I like. You know, I if hope they, so. they know if they're rolling against a Port City guy, yeah. that it's going to be a battle. Hopefully, you know, I mean, if I, I would hope that what everybody has said, like
0: if people think about Port City, like they think, oh, those guys are super tight, you know, it's like a family. You know, they treat people nice, but they're also really tough. Yep. Like I think it's important for all, that's the kind of thing I want to have. I want to have a thing where people aren't afraid of us, you know, people want to hang out with us, like, but. You know that if you're, we got a match or something, it's gonna be a hard match, you know? It's gonna be, and, but we're gonna be friends after, yep.
1: hopefully. Yep, you guys keep pumping out people like Chris LaPiana, Corey Wilson, right. yourself. You guys right. are gonna be- Chris the flame. flame. <laughs> Chris the oh, flame. God. Johnny Bernard, love you, man. Hey. Have a good day. Um, you guys are gonna have a, a killer fight crew. Yeah. You know, Everyone's gonna say you're savages.
0: So Corey Wilson. <clears throat> this, so for people that don't know Corey, I don't even know if I know Corey, but like <laughs>
2: right I know him. Cory's right here.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So he's he's a tattoo makes draws draws on
2: people.
1: What did he draw on you? Water. Yeah. So we got water, a little bit. Fire, we got a little bit of everything. We got uh, a little earth, air, fire, and water.
2: So that whole is that whole thing done by you? The upper half was uh, other people before, yeah. and then I kind of tried blending things together. He did pretty well. On. huh? Nice, sick. Corey has drawn. You name it for
0: us. A turtle butterfly.
2: A turtle butterfly. That was so much fun. Super cool, uh, Corey. Gotta do a scorpion on Mr. George. Yeah. So
0: my dad has this old like scorpion tattoo on the inside of his foot, like yeah. from from fifty years ago or more. I was like, man, I'm gonna get a scorpion like on
2: the. You know. Where the hell is it? Whenever he's ready. Yeah,
0: we got. Come know, on. Know, I know. I got. We should get the, We
1: should bring the gun into here and yeah. do it on the mat someday.
0: That would be killer. I'll do it. It's not you that hard. Have I do. I do on my arm. I'm going to get one on my foot. Your mother gonna... doesn't know about that, the Shh. foot one yet. Yeah, <laughs> don't tell her. <laughs> She'll find out on this. <laughs> yes, Damn it. So Corey, so Corey came in. I was like, no
2: way. He's going to, you know. I don't know. Some, I...
0: You just feel like, like he's so into it. I was like, yeah, he's not going to do
2: it. It's not going to happen. I he think I that. came in on June 16th, and I started June 14th. Came in, asked about it. I said, George, is it there... I didn't know George. I was okay. like, I, I forget names so quick because of the trade that I'm in, I just kind of blank out. But I was like, uh, I'm sorry to ask you this, but is there anything I can do to prepare for this? And he said, nope, you just gotta do jujitsu. I'm like, I shouldn't run or anything. He's like, we've had marathon runners throw up from the- Oh shit, yeah, yeah, it's, it's different. it's a different type in shape. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that like bummed me out and made me not want to <laughs> go because I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be terrifying. And it was the, uh, the first class was amazing. It was George instructing again, and. Might have been Blue Belt George, or Purple Belt George, Oh, anyway. uh, Recent. Is there uh, any other uh, Georges?
1: Aside, that's been crazy for me because I remember White Belt George. White Belt George, yeah. yeah oh the- yeah, oh, totally, man. Now, now it's Brown Belt. You know what was
0: cool was strange. when I, when you, when Seacoast was, uh, was, was in operation, I was more into Muay Thai, man. I was like, I'm training with Troy and Keith, you know? <laughs> I was training Muay Thai all the time, like. uh and I was doing Adam Rivera's boxing class, and then one day uh, I was—we were doing that in the square drill. Yep. And I got partnered up with. Um,
2: oh man, I forget his name.
0: Aaron. Little Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith, dude, who I <laughs> love. He was crazy. And that was the worst drill in the entire universe to be partnered up with that guy. Like, my nose, is the, my septum is, is deviating is deviated yeah. from
2: Aaron. Is I that, love him. Is that why you used the past tense the first time when you said, I loved that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. He, he,
0: was a, he was a
1: great fighter. Yeah, you absolutely uh, was. But I'll tell you a story about him. After class, yeah. But anyway, yeah. talking so, about um, so you, George basically crushed your soul. and said, <laughs> and said
2: "There's nothing, nothing I, you can not, do." I still went for a run on the beach. I'm dying after like a hundred yards, and uh, I go in, and, I, and he's laughing while he's crawling around me like I like he's a tick. And I'm going, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second class, somebody
1: blow the fucking whistle. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I'm sitting there going, this like second round in, I'm about to throw up. I'm just like, oh God, and I go to the sink, and I'm putting water on my face, and just trying not to vomit. Second class, I go with Tyler, because Tyler wants to do another round, everyone else leaves. I end up with a red mark across my throat that lasted four days for yeah. my own gi. And, what, uh, what made you want to get into jiu-jitsu in the first place? It, it was one of those things where I always kind of wanted to do it. I've always had a fascination with martial arts, and... It was uh it wasn't Velary's, it was it was along those lines it was Kempa. and they did these weak jiu movements but it never felt real and I saw the UFC won because it's, it's not right? yeah it's really <laughs> not and uh you know some of them are basic yeah it's it's goofy and uh I watched the UFCs and I kept thinking about it wanting to do it and I kept pausing and anytime I looked at a place like Seacoast It was, Monday was Muay Thai, and then Tuesday was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm like, I really don't want striking. I'm getting too old for that stuff. So I'd be paying for like one day a week of Jiu-Jitsu. And if I would have known then what I know now, I would have signed up in a heartbeat. I would have done it. I was foolish to not. I wish I traded sooner. Well,
1: we all all do though, right? You know, like I wish I, I, I I have like so many moments in my life where I decided to go left and I look back on that and I go, I wonder what would happen if I had just gone right that day, you know, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the neat thing. The neat thing is, um, for me is, uh, I knew George, you know, nine, 10 years ago when, when Seacoast was operating. You know
0: what's here. funny is I met you, you may not remember this, but I met you, um, before all of that, my best friend married a girl from, uh, Oyster River or Lee, you know what I mean? says so she might, and, uh, this was 20-something years ago, and we were in, we went to, like, we might have been living in Madbury. We went to the, we were in Lee somewhere, and I was with her and her cousin, and, like, we ran into you, and you were working as, as a police officer in Lee. Oh, no, and, no. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. It was my girl cousin and my boy
1: cousin.
0: It was Rob's wife and her cousin. Ah. Uh, so, like, but I might have even known you before then from somehow, I think. But anyway,
1: well, the funny part of that story is um, I knew George back from Seacoast, and then Seacoast went away, uh, and I started doing my own thing. Right, right. I started I started teaching at uh, Team Link. God bless Ed Carr. What a great guy he is. You know, gave me a home when I didn't have one. I started teaching at uh, Team Burgess with Nate Lamont, and I did that for a number of years. And and nose and the shop when it was the shop, or Team Chaos, whatever. Bill Jones, but and then. At the end of all of that, I'm back with George. <laughs> Which, you know, Thanks and full isn't, football, that, yeah. isn't that funny? Um,
0: and I, on as, this podcast, I once called Troy the Pied Piper of MMA, and Bill Jones <laughs> thought that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it I was
1: true. It, it, was, like, I, it was. There, was, there were, was only a few of us you know, beating those drums at such an early, at an early time. And I feel like as, as much as I'm a pessimist uh, because of my job, I do feel like I've been blessed in, in many ways to have that, that in my history, to have that, that bit of uh, that heritage of, of New England um, or New Hampshire, really uh, mixed martial arts and martial arts.
2: That actually, uh, to go back to your initial question with me, I'm, I apologize for deviating so Listen, far back. I am the great deviator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what got me to walk into Port City was actually just my second marriage fail and things were spiraling. I was having a bad time trying to figure out, like, I I need to change things up. I need to change me. And uh, it was either go Freemason or Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. because it's two things I always wanted to do. Like, you were going to join the you were gonna the Yeah, you know, I didn't know much about so it. I still don't. Or jiu-jitsu. It was going
0: to be like Nicolas uh, well, Cage. Was, so right. I
2: figured have, if Mozart is, you know, let, let's see where that goes, but then I go, I've met some really crappy Freemasons, uh, but I've not really met very many crappy Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guys, like none. And uh, I remember the first experience meeting you, and I remember it was funny because two guys walked in, they were fresh there, and they said, we really want to join, but we want a cage fight. And you go, well, and I was like, oh, that's the beginning. (laughs) I want to hear this. Because I do that in tattooing all the time. Sure. And you go, well, we suggest you start off Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for the first year. And then after a year, you add striking to it. So you have two years of jujitsu. You might be blue belt by then, and you have some striking, and we've had good success. Yeah. I don't know if they ever came back. No, probably not. <laughs> he, was like,
1: he was like, We told this guy we wanted to fight, and he told us two years.
2: Yeah. And uh, it was a very realistic approach, and it was beautiful. And so I walked in there with, uh, with, with an ex, and I met George, and I was like, I'm signing up right now, because otherwise I know right. I won't come back. And he was surprised I signed up right away. Right. And then uh, I just never quit. And a lot of it, I feel, is because it's the best family I've ever experienced outside of the blood I have, and, and, and my wife, of course. Yep. Um, so,
1: so funny funny story to tag along with Corey is I'm getting a couple of tattoos touched up. I think he's doing my leg, and he's doing a, uh, you know, when I'm like, ah, oh, what a great what a great thing. I got a guy who's a, a buddy that I can do jiu-jitsu with, but he can also help me out with, with tattoos and designs and tell me, you know, because you, you fly blind when it comes to tattoos. You need somebody to kinda of look at you and go, hey, listen, I think this would really look better if you did this. And uh, I just remember him him tattooing and he like for the two hours that he's working on my leg and he won't shut up about jujitsu <laughs> <laughs> to the point to the point where I'm like, can we change the subject? <laughs> I'm jujitsu now. <out. laughs>
0: I got Lapiana to start doing jujitsu at a party at your house. That's right. We're at a party at your house. Um uh, I'll remember that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. You were just a, a little. Yeah, there. you might have been like being but, babysat. But or then something. he quit. LaPiana. Yeah, yeah, he quit for like six years and then came back. Yeah. No, this was this was. Oh, bad. This, is, this was the reason. because oh, okay. he was the, he was a striker, dude. He oh, didn't yeah, jujitsu. He was like the
1: striker. You he know? was. He was, huh. and to this day, I mean, I'm. I'm. Tr- Chris keeps himself in great, great shape. But like, with two kids, like I could spar Cody Lightfoot. I could spar even Aaron Smith. Um it to this day I still flinch more if Chris if I'm staring through my guard and it's <laughs> Chris there. Cause I, I felt how hard he can hit and he hit, and he's fast. Super fast. He's fast hands, right. dude. That's the I'm like I'm fighting Roy
2: Jones Jr. Yeah, lightning. But the kick he taught Johnny Pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the old crotch kick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Johnny Pant- oh, the kick teacup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Sorry, Chris. people don't know. Like, people, I told people the other day, I was like, "You should see Lapiana strike," and they're like, "What?" I was like, yeah. "Oh, dude, you should see it. Like, you should have
1: seen him in Thailand." Right. So he, I, was, he was impressing. He was impressing really? the Thai coaches.
2: But his his grappling has grown exponentially. Nah, nah, nah. He's so. good. Yeah, he's good, man. <laughs> you hear
1: that, Chris? He's
0: good, dude. Uh, ha, he's like. He is good. Purple belt, like man. Legit, t- legit, and like. When he's he's awesome because he like, and this is kind of another thing I really like, is that people, in the sense of, so you were talking earlier like about Seacoast and how you could develop your own style, I um, feel like hopefully that happens here too, mm-hmm. um, and he has, it has exemplified that of... In the beginning for whatever reason dude he has a bullshit
1: rubber guard he became obsessed he's, with it
0: like that ninth
1: know, planet or tenth planet
0: whatever really the hell what it is he was like both were doing oh that. my god oh my god i don't know if he was reading the book and what looking at the flat earth but he's like <laughs> he's like totally dove into that and then he like got into like Dan or her and so he has this style but he also Man, maybe like you were maybe not around and like all of a sudden Lapiana's leg locking people and I was like, I gotta like get better at leg locks now. And then like we're doing leg locks. I was like, we gotta get Troy back, dude, to talk about leg locks. Cause Troy has been doing leg locks since before people had legs. Like we were still spawned coming out of the primordial
1: ooze. I I was leg locking tadpoles of people. Yeah.
2: Where where did that's why they didn't have legs? <laughs> Where did you start picking up the leglock game? Was it Sambo? Was it yeah. just kind of catch wrestling? So, because uh, when I first met you, you were
1: primarily catch wrestling. Yep, yeah, the catch, catch as catch can. So um, I was, I was uh, blessed to meet up with Paul Mahler, who was a, a student of um, uh Jeet Kune Do, right? And Jeet Kune Kundo was famous for tri- like do- doing the Seacoast thing, which was, or Seacoast did the Jeet Kune do thing, which was try to take what works and use it, right? So when Bruce started, Bruce Lee, when he started his Jeet Kune Do Foundation, he sent people out to learn Greco-Roman wrestling, and I want you to learn Filipino knife fighting, and I want you to learn fencing, and I want you to do this, and come back to this academy and let's take something that works for everything. So there was a guy named uh, Larry Hartzell. I've heard of that name. Yeah, he's since passed away. Uh, I think he died probably about eight years ago. Uh, And Larry, went the way of catch wrestling and and trap fighting and things like that um and larry had a number of students uh one uh, i was blessed to have met and and went to two different uh seminars that he did and that was eric paulson and for those of you who don't know eric eric was the godfather of uh, of leg locks he was the guy doing it way before everybody else was doing it he was doing it before it was fashionable and, and it worked and it was because uh, of his influence that I started training with guys like Tony Cicchini, um and other guys. Who did, I miss Josh Barnett because he was training with Eric Paulson. I missed Josh Barnett by one year, um, and j- clearly Josh has been way more successful with it than I have. But um, but I, I I regret that if I had just he's stayed, been more successful. Yeah, at everything. But if I had just, most everybody. If I had just stayed and trained more with Eric, I would have gotten a chance to train with guys like Josh Barnett. Um, but anyway, so I took, I took that, the limited amount of grappling that I knew, right, but all the extensive leg submissions that I had started being taught and I cultivated that so that the first Naga that came out, uh, guys who had pedigrees way better than mine, like brown belts, black belts, and in, in jujitsu, I'm tapping out with leg locks, <laughs> And they're like, what the hell? You know, and they hate, they, they, they're oh, a couple to their boo, <laughs> They
2: boo. And then he rolls <laughs> dirty. Uh, and I'm like, it's like. Chris Howder said, you know, these, these Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guys were coming back with broken legs going, oh, what the? ban those? Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get rid but of those. there players, was,
0: like, they, they used to not be illegal. And, and even in IBJJF, man, you
1: know? I mean, who even knows? Even the, the Sambo guys, they were
2: though, for it. On, on,
1: so I, I was fortunate, I got a neat, snippet of catch yeah. wrestling that, that launched me. Unfortunately, it had a, 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 another edge to it. The edge was I was so good at leg locking that I never had to really become good at Jiu Jitsu. So, no more passing,
2: guard necessary. Right, Things like who gone.
1: was it, Laflamme? Le- yesterday at that the, you have that guy coming in and teaching and I'm trying to make my, I'm on my best behavior and everything. And Laflamme Le- looks at me, and goes, why don't you try passing guard? <sighs> oh man, and awesome. I'm like, because this is where I work. It was so good. He <laughs> <was so> goes, <laughs> you know you could
0: try passing. That's why I love you people. We bring these people in, <laughs> you know, and it's like, I sometimes have to tell them, I have to be like, listen, we're not really like normal people. Here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking Some of, of uh, Mr. Cook, he was excellent. Awesome, right? Trent,
2: Trenton Cook. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal, nice guy. His wife was super nice. Great teacher. Great um, teacher. She actually walked around while he was helping people. She was also helping people. It was a phenomenal yeah,
1: couple. My hat's off to you. The one thing I regret about Seacoast and it was because just like you, you had a, you, you still have a full time job. Yeah. This is just I didn't have time to bring in Like w who'd I bring in? Mike Brown. Um, Mike Brown. Was, and, I still use Mike Brown's stuff to this day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it works. It's yeah. old. It's old. Old, old, old stuff works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do a really good job, George, of keeping this place uh, fresh with, with good people. And, and I commend you for it because Thank I you. think a long, long time ago, it was the, it was the, the tact that schools would take would be to insulate themselves right. because they didn't want their students to get exposed to what these guys are doing. It took guys like you, it took guys like Ed Carr, it took guys like Nate Lamont, it took guys like Terry Dow to, to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna expose my school to all this stuff. Part and of it is
0: you gotta expose yourself
1: right? Yeah. You gotta throw yourself out there and like it's
0: good for your ego I think like Yeah, I'm not as good as I think I am. Yeah, like oh crap, you know, like and then you're like, all right, I gotta get this guy in there. I love that stuff. Yeah. I'm lucky that people have showed me I saw a few people, Brad Wilson, you know, was a big one where he was traveling the world. I'm like, holy shit, you can do that? Like you can travel around (laughs) and like train jujitsu with everybody. He's like, Yeah, that's what I do. I was like, I'm doing that too.
1: Yeah, and you have. I have since then.
0: And I try then I meet these people and I'm like, dude, you gotta come back to Port City. Because I want Port City to be a place where people all want to come to. Yeah. And it's been happening. Yeah, you do. You and do, I'm do, super do. happy. Because then, you know, I don't obviously, I don't know everything. Jay Mansfield, he clearly does not know everything. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: he's, uh, he's, he's driving in his Audi right now and he's going, ah.
0: Yeah. He, he <laughs> might be, uh, I think he might be on an airplane going to Argentina. But I will tell you this. Sometimes we forget, this is what I'm gonna get, you know, I'm gonna get my little touchy-feely with Jay Mansfield right now, because he's not here. I, I forgot my friend's
1: name. You forgot
0: your friend's name? So I go out Why and train that? with people all over, I drag my daughter all over the place and That's train with people, that. and Jay is as good as any of them. Yeah. This is true, this is a true, we forget, I forget, like I, you know, I make fun of him,
1: I like, Jay is really, really, really good. So here, here's, here's my two cents on that. Not only is Jay really, really good, but over the last two years, he's taken it upon himself to turn into a physical specimen. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, he comes in all barrel chested and shit now. And I'm like, yeah, what? I I had everything I could do when you were tall, skinny, Jay. Now you're beefy, meaty, Jay. His arms are huge. I was like, dude, your
0: arms are huge, man. I
2: I don't have that option. Yeah. I I can't get any taller. I mean, to give a relation of, like, not just, not just, being here and, and you and Jay doing everything you can for the Academy. The fact that he openly like says to Academy members, I'll give you a free private just to get yeah. you better. He does that once a year. Who does and it's that? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> phenomenal. He, he yeah. just, you, you and Jay both and Trevor Travis and Chris and Chris, yeah. both LaViana and yeah. Long so open to questions. And if you don't know the answer, you research it to find the answer. a you, you workshop things with us and, and, the family atmosphere here that everyone wants everyone to learn and get better, you know, uh, it, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's awesome. I, I feel like I got so lucky four and a half years ago.
0: You make it, th- listen, this is a big, you know, I mean, let's not get all, like, telling how great each other we are, but you guys also, like, it wouldn't be that great if it was just me and Jay. It would be, if me and Jay were here, we would have fun. That would be Just me, me and Jay rolling, you know? <laughs> And it would be cool, but it's even cooler. Boundary, yeah, you
1: know, oh, like in two
0: seconds. But uh, (laughs) the fact that you come in and stay—it's what makes it, you know. Because you know, what my favorite part—I mean, one of you know—the thing I really do love is like about you guys is like Corey, the artist, Troy, the artist that people don't know about, who used to write these really, really, really cool stories. You remember Um, that? I love those stories, man. I I love them. I love them. I think you should write more of them. You and Trevor Stone. Halloween, have a yeah, Trevor Stone, right? Artist, poet, like uh, Halloween. I was like, I, I was gonna say something, and then I like, I don't know, I, but I was Amanda's hoping. Amanda's doing awesome I was soap. Troy was gonna write. Or I, I did. Uh, did you put it out? Yeah. I didn't see it. I don't think. Did Did um, you
2: mention Tortuga Soap Company in this yet? It's just implied. Amanda <laughs> is, is is an
0: artist, and so guess what? Like being around all these other artists makes all of us better. Right? Riddler is the artist of artists, yeah, you know? I mean, he's just on a whole nother level. Um, I love that f- fact that we're not just like a bunch of, you know, no. we're a bunch of like nerds, dude. Yeah, there's depth, right? So what's the what's the best martial arts movie of all time? Is that your, is that, is that your closing question? It's my question. Oh, the I know one. Please don't say Kill Bill. <laughs> oh, you're last, Andrea. We're going to hear your last. Oh, jeez.
1: I, there's so many, and I have so many that I love. Kung Pao. Edge of the fist.
2: So. Is, is anime included? Yeah.
0: We might have a
1: separate category for that, you know. So, as much as I don't want to say Bloodsport. Oh, man. But I can't tell you how often I watched that movie as a kid. <laughs> and then, And then you can go the opposite way. And if you haven't seen Danny McBride's The Foot Fist Way that speaks to like mcdojos like he has this woman come up right. and he's teaching the technique he's like distractionary back fist you know punch to the body kick you do that and you're gonna be fine because i really want you to hit her <laughs> and, and she does her distractionary back fist and this guy just floors his old lady yeah. it just shows you it's like how full of shit some of these martial art instructors are Fake yeah. you know? or, or real but blood sport has to be really one of those that when, when you watched it it was one of those movies that made you want to go train. Like it didn't matter what. It didn't, didn't matter what I was throwing I was throwing kicks uh, against like I'd wrap like a when I was a kid I'd wrap like a old comforter around a tree and I'd be kicking it after I'd watch Bloodsport and I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing anything but hurting my shins here. Kickboxer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that was in there too. I used to love uh Seagal,
0: dude, he's embarrassing now. I guess, you know, but like, I don't. I always thought Seagal, I'm like out for justice, man. Like before the
2: the, you the know, Hard to Kill was alright. Hard to Kill, yeah, it, it was good. good. It was, it was, was good the one. '80s. It was supposed to be goofy which one was like with that? the Jamaicans? Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. Hard to yeah, kill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But the above boots. the law, above the law was good. Under siege. Yeah. Under siege. Under was the, two, I yeah. like
0: the first one. With the first under siege was where he went down. He started going down. The, yeah, the, the Alaska one. Yeah, He's yeah. out in Alaska. But, uh, so, let me tell you this.
1: I liked Under Siege when I saw it the first time, right. and the movie was called. <laughs> what am I gonna say? I don't know. Bruce Willis
2: on <laughs> um, Die Hard. It was
1: Die Hard. Was it? Under Siege yeah. was nothing but Die oh, Hard yes. on a boat. Ah. These terrorists take over, and now the
0: the cook. Right. You know? It had the
2: crazy guy in it, Tommy Lee Jones, man. No, the crazy dude. The what's, no, I'm forgetting. Gary Busey. Yeah, oh Gary Ducey. yeah, yeah. Ducey. he was in dressed all in uh, drag and everything. when I was a
1: kid, man, I would watch. Uh, do, I don't know if you ever saw King of Kickboxers. It was all B stuff. A lot of it right. foreign. Cynthia Rothrock was yeah. was China O'Brien. She was a police officer, kind of a sexy blonde. But what guys didn't know about her is if you pinched her bum, she'd like scorpion kick you in the head and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I watched all like I. I Martial arts to me was such an obsession initially that I would get, even if it was awful, I would get all these, all these movies and just binge watch them and I'd see like, that's so cool. And I taught myself the Jean-Claude Van Damme you know, jump spin kick. Everybody's like, oh, did you, did you take Taekwondo? And, or what did you take? And I'm like, actually, I taught that kick to myself because I watched him do it and I said, that's so cool, I have to be able to do it. And to this day, I can still do it.
0: Andrea, what was your favorite one? Martial arts movie. Which one?
2: Oh, so good! So good.
0: Favorites too. But what did we watch when you were growing up as a cartoon? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one. But there was another one, and I know Troy loves this cartoon. It's with the ball guy, ball kid, with the arrow on his head. (gasps) Avatar. 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 Ang. The last Airbender. Oh man. Uh, have you ever
1: seen The Last Airbender? Yeah. I, I own the box
0: set if you want to borrow. you got to watch this. This is the greatest
1: cartoon of all time. It's so good. I, do you remember Neil? Yes! <laughs> I do, I, I, actually. I love Neil, you yeah. know, but Neil had his demons. So yeah. We used to call him like Spooky Neil or Crazy yeah. Neil. But anyway, I gave him the box sets and he watched them. He's like, dude, that's really good escapism. And he's like, it's exactly what it was. It
2: great. You could lose yourself in that world that they created. For me, it's tough because movies are like food. I don't try many new movies on. Oh, dude, Avatar! You're gonna, you're gonna love that <laughs> you gotta Avatar. Give, you,
1: everybody gave an answer though, so
2: yeah. Oh, Blood, Blood, yeah. Sport. What's the favorite? What's your favorite martial arts movie? I really don't have one. Uh back in the '80s, I grew up with '80s martial arts movies. No and retreat, that's the one no that surrender. inspired me the most. Yeah, of course. Uh the Bruce Lee ones. I grew. I was born in '72, so you know I saw the Bruce Lee movies first. Then I started getting into more Jackie Chan because he was the opposite of Bruce Lee. In theater yeah, and it, it's just like it was more goofy if I had to pick one I would have to choose the more artistic ones House of Flying Daggers yeah. or Crouching Tiger. Hero dude You've seen Hero? Hero was was pretty crazy. good, freaking great movie. So I think
1: I think um, and I gotta get going But I think um, a delineation needs to be made and I've been like shitting on like McDojo's and and I, I you know, I'm infamous for like somebody would come out of a kung-fu school and they'd fight in the octagon of, like Dead Man Walking, right. Dead Man Walking. But the truth of the matter is, that it's martial arts, right? Not all art um, is geared toward necessary combat. A lot of it's more geared toward art.
2: Like so like Tai Chi. So for or me. Or discipline. Yeah. Or, or
1: discipline, or yes, yeah, d- d- or being able to, to you know, I, how effective is that Jean Claude Van Damme's uh, yeah. split kick? But man, is it pretty to watch. You know, so some of it's definitely art geared, and I don't want to come across like I'm shitting on martial arts because I'm certainly not. I just you have to make that delineation: is this a combat art or is this an art art? Like you know, like wushu is beautiful to watch. You know, am I gonna am I gonna try to pull it on you when you get me in De La Hiva Guard?
2: Probably not. But now let's bring in Leonardo Machida karate right. background, but added yeah. other things in Sure. Play to like, to counter Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Well, he's a black guy. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. And,
1: and I, I bring up La Piana. One of the right. reasons I think La Piana is so successful as a striker was his Shotokan karate background. He could move in and out so fast. I mean, there's value in, in almost anything. Um, it's, it's up to the individual to pluck the value out and be that filter that says, oh, I'm taking this.
0: Yeah. Uh, Corey, you need to go and watch the Avatar. Alright there, the cartoon movie, the movie like the show, the movie is not the movie that good. Is awful. Uh, but the cartoon show is like it's the, amazing. Best. the
1: kids it's, show. It's so yeah. well written. I mean, she says a kids show, yeah, right? But, it's like but I show. was lost like,
0: in it. I, I binged. But, uh, 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 I guess
2: this is a good time as any. Uh, Elisa's almost three months pregnant, so it looks like you we're know, gonna be watching cartoons. <laughs> yeah, you'll again. be watching
0: Avatar together for sure. Uh, so well written. So great. It is a great show. So. People listen to this all over, man. I wanted people to like, uh, to know you guys too, right? And we're gonna do it again sometime. This was like, um, I just wanted to sit down. And like, like, I love Sunday morning open mat. We don't advertise it. Just like, usually the Riddler's here, four or five people. That's my favorite. Everybody's welcome, obviously, but like, It's cool because it's like just a chill day. The light, lighting is cool. Like, I don't
1: know, man, You wanna wanna know what I think is cool about Sundays is I've had some of my, maybe not even my best performances, but my most fun roles have been here on Sundays, rolling with you, rolling with you, rolling with with
2: John John Riddler. Um, I had to be here. Today's 15 in a row. Nice.
1: <laughs> Is this, let's, before
0: we, now,
2: are you Are you just trying to get in as many days of
0: training before you have your kid as you can?
2: I, I really don't have a set goal. Like right. I said to uh, Jay last week, it might end tomorrow. It might not end for a while. And he, he was like, it won't last more than nine months. I was like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> and so right. uh, I, I'm just kind of taking it as it goes. It, yeah. It's just kind of a Forrest Gump moment where you kind of keep running for no real goal. You just kind of keep going because you want to. Um, Just want to keep going. There you go. Don't we all? Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Yeah, Good brother. Good
1: rolls. Hell
2: yeah. Awesome. You Thank you so it. much. Thank sir. you. Good job. I got the mat so you guys can get yeah. out of here. We got to take a picture.